Hey, Nicole. Hi, Evie. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the queers and the crickets. Cheers to that little fucking cricket over there. Yeah. Folks, if you haven't heard, uh, we have a friend who's um, in the studio with us today. That's right. A cricket. And we cannot find the cricket. (laughs) We cannot find the cricket. We also have a mother-in-law above us, so there might be... A little racket every now and again. It wouldn't uh, be queer. Apologies. Wouldn't be queer if there wasn't. Agree. Yeah, we always need a little like. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of one of our things is like we're not our, perfect. Our sound is. <laughs> it leaves a little bit to be desired. We're not perfect, and we don't pretend to be. No, our, but our chemistry is off the charts, and we're funny as shit. Uh, however, we do have crickets and mothers-in-laws, and um, yes. remember, ooh, oh, the cricket apparently has decided to. Thank you, friend. <laughs> Take a break. Huh. Okay. Well, take I like five. That. Thank I like you. That. Yeah. Um, How's it going? How are you? I am awesome. I have had such a, well, I had a very stressful week, um, a family situation. Uh, it was really hard and we were waiting on what we thought was going to be really bad news and we were all, oh, he's back. We were preparing a little bit for it and it was a really scary week, but we just got news today. It's really good news. Um, and it's my aunt and it's, she doesn't have cancer and it just was a wonderful, like, that is amazing. Uh, That's, yeah. Yeah. I've talked about my aunt and uncle, you know, uh, yes. on the podcast many times. They're great people. And I just, I can't even tell you, I cannot even tell you the amount of like good that I feel because of that. And my mom too. I know my mom has had a really rough week. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know. I told her she's going to be very hungry and very tired tonight because she hasn't slept or she hasn't eaten because it's already been so bad. So I said, when it all sinks in, yeah, uh, yeah. but I don't know. It's really great. And I'm very, very thankful for it. And yeah. it puts everything else into perspective. I mean, not to sound like trite, but you know, I'm always having problems with the car. I'm always having these silly <laughs> problems, but like something like that was just such a bigger, different problem. And then getting the good news was just everything. So yeah, that's so great. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Yes. Um, Congratulations. Thank that's you. Fucking awesome. They're the best people. They're the best people. My aunt and uncle Lisa and Darwin. I love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones up in Port Austin. They have such a cool house in the middle of nowhere and they have a cornfield and they grow a bunch of vegetables. Oh, and we, um, for my nieces and nephews this year, we were thinking of doing, um, a little like haunted cornfield maze up oh there. Oh my gosh, yes. you should. Just for the kids because um like when I I mean they live in the middle like of nowhere. Like right. they're, they're kind of close to Lake Huron, probably about a quarter of a mile from Lake Huron, but otherwise it's just all fields around them. And um uh, my uncle has like cornfields and his all like woods and stuff and they own all the property. So we're thinking of doing something like it's a little haunted thing. So I thought that would be kind of cool for Halloween. Oh my god, too. that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love that. And, and my sister might come up again because the kids are all going to virtual school and my sister works at the school. Um, so she's not having to go to work. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it was good all good news all around today. Oh, so. that would be great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, that is one of the things I'm so grateful for is the technology is allowing so many of us to be able to work from home. Yes. And maintain at least some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. Well, I and mean, maintain some, you know, a little bit of a paycheck and, and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I know, I know that like online schooling is tough on parents and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to minimize that, but yeah, it's it, amazing it's, that we have the ability to do that though. I mean, I, I, schooling of course is important, but is any of it worth one student getting sick or Fuck one no. teacher dying? It's Absolutely not. not. I mean, I 
being socialized is so different. I feel like socialization is just very different now anyway. Like and dogs I- sniffing each other's butts. <laughs> well, well, first of all, like I said before, you know damn well elementary school kids are going to like spit on each other and be like, you got corona, you yeah. got corona. Oh, yeah. And lick no. each other and what, rub it on their faces. Cooties, Coo- no, who needs cooties anymore when you got corona? COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know what. And then like all the colleges going back and seeing what's happening with them. Um... First of all, okay, so I know you're not really on TikTok yet, even though we're getting there, and we have a TikTok, but there's a thing called the For You page, and it's basically, like, the things that you like, it um, used an algorithm to set, send videos to you that you'll kind of like. Yeah. My For You page right now is filled with um, NYU's <laughs> problems, and all these kids that have gone to school there, they're locked in their dorms, they're not allowed to leave the dorms uh, for a couple weeks, it's they're doing it something completely different and they're supposed to be getting three meals a day but there's been so many problems so everybody's putting their meals on tiktok and i'm not exaggerating when i say like one girl for breakfast got a lemon she got a lemon and then they'll put like vegan meals and it was like a steak and or a chicken and watermelon salad like they're just met it's all messed up and i mean this is they're feeding dorms of kids and it's a growing pains but all everybody's putting it on tiktok and it's hysterical seeing what these kids are eating so like kind of like fire the fire festival the cheese sandwich incident no that's exactly (laughs) everybody is saying that like it's i'll show you some of the videos later if you haven't just look up some of it i mean it's on buzzfeed and everything look up nyu meals and how bad it's been and these kids are getting like a lemon what (laughs) I had a better meal in jail. Well, <laughs> you know, no, I'm just so saying. that's what. So they're they're not allowed to leave the rooms, and they're getting those kind of shitty meals. So everybody is like, "You're paying seventy thousand dollars for jail, buddy." Yeah. Like, so I mean, it's a mess. Yikes. It's a mess, and it's going to be. And I get the virtual learning. Thank God that that's an option for kids. I mean, my nephew was. Um, I think they're virtual now, but he was he was having to go to football practices. Now, what they were doing is they were doing the social distancing and he had to wear masks, but it's a hundred degrees out there for kids playing sports and stuff like that. Like just cancel the shit this year, at least, you know, don't have kids out there with, and I mean, masks don't do anything for oxygen. I get it, but like, it's hot, you know, and, but kids have to wear it and that's good. And they should, but they just shouldn't have sports. But I think a couple of kids tested positive. This was uh, like a month ago or something like that. So they canceled a bunch of it. But I feel like they're trying to do this stuff. There's fire Festival going on in NYU. Like Georgia University um, was called out. One of the girls on TikTok showed pictures of all the like videos of all the kids like standing in the um, like the common areas and just like no social distancing and no masks. And so now they're back to like virtual learning. It's a big fat mess. This is why. They should just have said from the get-go, no, we're going to have to do everything virtually. They should have said that from the get-go at the end of the last school year. Yeah. Well, I know, I don't know exactly what ended up happening with it, but West Bloomfield schools was one of the first school districts that put out a plan. It was the wildest fucking thing ever. It was like, this group of students will go to school Monday and Wednesday. This group of students will go to school Tuesday and Thursday. And it was just, I mean, I get that it's for cleaning purposes, but it was so... Well, here was the thing. So that happened in Ohio as well, because my yeah. stepsisters are both teachers and they've got kids. So they were trying to figure out how they were going to navigate because some of the kids, depending because their various ages are in different schools, right? Yeah. So some of those kids are doing the online stuff only. And then the other kids have to do like Monday, Wednesday, and then others Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday is cleaning day. And I'm just like, it seems like it would have made more sense to do Monday, Tuesday for the same group of kids. 
Wednesday's cleaning day, Thursday, Friday for the same, same group, group of kids. kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, why? Like, it just, all of the, but then again, I don't know the logistics that went into all of this. I don't know what all of that looks like, but yeah, it does sound nuts to me. Yeah, so that's, I don't know. I don't know what ended up happening with it. I assume everybody's going virtual at this point, especially with all the media attention from, um, uh, you know, the kids posting videos. I mean, and some of these kids, they stuck their neck out. Like, they're literally posting videos of um, one of the girls' video. It was so funny. She's like, oh, here's me posing like all the people that uh, are spreading corona at my school. So she was posing as all these, like, girls from different sororities that were, like, in this huge group post. <laughs> so, I mean, she's, like, putting herself out there. And she got, you know, obviously she's getting a lot of, like, really hateful messages. Oh, but, yeah. fuck, she's like, no, I'm not messing with this. I This is our health and our safety. And, and I get it, like... Yes, it's a it's very rare that somebody dies at a young age. It's not impossible, but it's rare. But it's all about the fact that you are gonna pass, keep passing it to other people. Well, like, and it's also changing. I mean, I mean, but that's the thing. It's uh, things are changing in terms of the information that we're getting all the time, right? And yeah, it. Part of it is, you know, not wanting to infect older people around you. Yeah. And, and you know, people who are at risk, at higher risk um, because of their previous existing health conditions. But it's also, it's also turning out that, like, we're getting new information. And with young people, it is starting to affect young people more and more. And maybe that's a byproduct of young people not paying attention to... The recommendations as much i don't know yeah. but they, it is starting to affect young people more and more and it can last months and months and months yeah. on end i mean the, the debilitating effects of this virus on the body for people who have the long haul what they're calling like the long haul or whatever coronavirus it's like it's really i mean it's long-term yeah detrimental to your yeah health. i think unfortunately what happens, you know, and I don't even know if it's just young people that think this way, but unfortunately what happens is you get the first like load of information and you just stick with it. You know, I know that it's changing and I understand that there are differences and especially how it's affecting younger people and the numbers are rising with younger people. But I feel like everybody is just stuck on the first week yeah. that this was about. And it was like, Oh, it's old people die from this, you know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's silly to say yeah. that, but I feel like that's just how, well, I also think at this point, there are a lot of people who are sort of getting like, yeah, sorry about the noise. Okay. Um, but I do think that people are just sort of getting lethargic about it in general. You know what I mean? Like just sort of getting. Yeah, for sure. Sort of, you know, not just lulled into this false sense of security because it's been around us for so long and we've survived for this long and we've managed for this long. So it's probably not so bad if I X, Y, or Z, yeah. you know? And I mean, I admit that I've definitely been a little bit more relaxed in certain situations than I'm actually really comfortable with. Um, so I just think that that as a society, we're all just sort of getting like, oh, I just kind of need a minute. Yeah. You know, well, I need I think, a break. I think there's, I mean, I don't know, like I'm going off social media and stuff and I see a lot of people are still really diligent about, you know, the practicing social distancing and masks and stuff, but it's the cer it's certain people that are like that. Yeah. And I can see the other people that aren't And you know, and I mean, it really, like what we talked about last week, it really, there's a lot of like, red versus blue and it's a lot of the red people that are like lax about it mm -hmm. you know and I feel like some of the more progressive people are still like wait 
just because we're over it doesn't mean that it's over. <laughs> like, right. You know, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I read a really good article uh, a few days ago about sort of the convergence of QAnon, mm. anti-vaxxers, and uh, sort of new agey alternative health, alternative medicine, sort of the convergence of all of these people online yeah. has sort of created this crazy echo chamber of a million different reasons not to wear a mask, a million different reasons not to believe in this virus. And it's, it, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the article and I'll put a link to it actually in our show notes because okay. it really is good in the sense that like, it really actually gave me a lot more compassion for those people that I tend to sort of kind of laugh off in my sort of liberal snobbery, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do. And, um, it gave me a little bit more compassion for kind of what might really be going on there for. Yeah. That'd be interesting to read for yeah. sure. Cause um, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know. So I, I go back and forth on it. Like I, it's so hard to gauge from the internet, but that's, I haven't done anything. So a lot of my social interaction is on the internet and I see like people responding to the mask debate and it's just, it's just another fucking issue to like debate. And it, so what we're talking about today, cancel culture, it kind of, fits into all of that because yeah. now it's just another thing to cancel people over and there, there's some people that talk about like I can't wear a mask because of you know XYZ and then other people are like well then don't go anywhere and it's just it's it's just another you know another thing that terror that's tearing at the fabric of this country but also important you know there's some it's it's sad that it's being torn but the reasons why are so important that it's almost with, worth dealing with, you know, the aftermath. Like, maybe this fabric does need to tear so we can start over again because there's just so... I mean, it's so... It's such a dangerous, weird time. And these conversations, they have, you know, they they are important because they actually affect lives. You know, it's not yeah. just... It's not just, like, debate. It's literally, like... I mean, life-saving tools yeah. versus maybe not participating in that. So I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's yeah. Like, I mean, there's a different, there's definitely a difference between, you know, wanting to be able to have a good dialogue in terms of an exchange of opinions. Yeah. But the problem is, is that there's now like this feeling among a lot of people, this belief among a lot of people that facts are debatable, right? Yeah, You know, and absolutely. that's sort of the thing. It's like, there's a lot of people who are going off of the way they're feeling about things or the things that they know and making their deductions or assumptions based on those kinds of things, as opposed to going with experts. Yeah. You know? And I mean, the, like what we talked about last week too, you know, the right versus left, it seems to be that the right are on the wrong side of history. Often. I don't understand that. Like if you really think, if you really examine, like you know, any like anything historical, you all are on the wrong side of it. And don't is there a chance that you might be on the wrong side of it now? Like I get that maybe the masks don't do as much as we think they do. Well, who the fuck cares? Just wear it. Like it, I mean, I I I don't know where I stand as far as like I. I read this one thing, this uh, comment today about a girl who was talking about having PTSD and there's something with the mask that was like triggering to it and stuff. And I get like that there are maybe issues that are, it's, it's difficult to wear something confining or, yeah. you know, and so I don't want to, 
I mean, in that situation, then right now, just don't go out. Like, don't go to places public, you know, because I don't know. But I, it just, I just don't get it. I don't get how, like, it, there, you, there are doctors that wear masks for days. Yeah. My niece waits tables and wears masks eight hours a day. Like, you will be fine wearing a mask to a store. I mean, the way that people well, are acting over it, good lord. Right. Like, I mean, Japan has had incredibly low coronavirus numbers throughout this entire time. And the reason is because they are a society who just wears masks just wear pretty mask. much all yeah. the fucking time. So they've maintained a really low rate of infection. And it's because they just wear masks. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. We're embarrassing. We're embarrassing. We don't deserve good things. America, you're canceled. I was going to say, let's get to it, but I did want to ask real quick, though. How was your week? Oh. Because well, we, we talked about my week, and then we went right into right, it. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my important. week was good. My week was really good, actually. I started a new project for work, which has been really super interesting. And Like paper mache? So it's actually better than paper mache. It's like cool. Clay? fiberglass and um, glass blowing. Nice. I don't even know what that means. But it's interesting. Fiberglass blowing. Yeah, fiberglass blowing. I don't know if that's a thing. Hmm. Well, it might not be safe. Um, um, but otherwise, I mean, we went to, uh, we took our mom, we took uh, Amos's mom to visit my mom this weekend in Kalamazoo. So we had a little mom's weekend and took the projector and we watched Session 9. Ooh, I love that movie. Oh, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's just, I, I, there's... Audio stuff scares me. The voices scare me. They Ooh, sit with me. I just, I can't. Oh, come on, though. When you get to the sessions hi, and it's, I'm Billy. hi, yeah, the Billy. Hi. Oh, I'm going to watch it tonight. Fucking <laughs> good. It's on Netflix it's, now. It's unsettling. Like, I, like, did you ever watch The Witch? Oh, I thought it was terrible. Oh, my God. When Black Phillips started I talking, no, it. I thought it was good. See, that's Listen, my kind of scary The movie. Witch bothered me so much because it was so much slut shaming. It was just. It oh was my also God. Puritan times. It was supposed to be slut shaming. They what the movie was. No, the movie, the was movie like, itself felt to me like a bunch of slut shaming. I mean, I really maybe I thought it. it was a really good scary I movie. I fucking hated it. Listen, and I thought it was Roger a terrible. Eber. I think they're both dead. But regardless, thumbs down. A thumbs up. Thumbs Hope down. it continues. Black Phillip, that voice would would thou like to yeah, live deliciously? The voices are just not scary. See, I, see, that's me. I don't. But you like jump scares. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's way scarier than I don't. Like, I can do creepy voices. That doesn't scare. Yeah, me. that's what scares me. That's well, what sits. With I'm me. gonna start working on more creepy voices just for you. Nicole. I like it. That's why session nine when he goes hello Simon. <laughs> that first image with the fucking hallway in the chair. I don't know why. It sat. It it lived in my brain rent free, and I was like. Fuck, I don't like it. It just sat weird. It's it, a creepy image, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it was very scary to me. And I just didn't, I honestly, I didn't feel like they gave enough. There was, there was no like big buildup with release at all. I, I mean, know, but just, I thought it was great. And it's, first of all, it's a little dated. It's yeah, a little older. Yeah. And it, David Caruso. But oh I think God, they did yeah. such a good job. And also, so I, I feel like I connected to it as well because I lived in Boston and Danvers is right there and Danvers is actually so the witch trials that took place in Salem they actually took place in Danvers um anybody from Mass knows what I'm talking about like Salem is a, a little bit away and Danvers is like this just fucking strip mall place that are you talking about Danvers 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 um 
I gotta, I gotta make you watch the Real Housewives of South Boston. Oh yeah, I've watched it. Oh yeah, yeah, we have watched it. Your packies and Danvers. <laughs> um, but so that that in that place is real and it's in Danvers. And I remember this girl, Kristen, and I, um, this girl I was dating, like we went to like look for it, and just I was upset because I, I watched the movie one day in the afternoon. It scared the shit out of me. It's one of the movies that first movies that actually scared me. Not a lot of movies scare me, yeah. but. Um, and then I just, ever since then, I just became obsessed with it. And just those, in Lowell, now I can't even think about Lowell without thinking about that incident and like, Well, oh. all I know is it's good to know what you find scary versus what I find scary yeah. because next time you tell me that it's the scariest movie ever, I'm yeah. going to also realize that for me it won't be. Yeah. Because like, I mean, horror movies I feel like are really weirdly personal. Exactly. People, and some people like gore. Some people like the jump scares. Some people yep. like, you know, the and, psychological versus the more physical. Yeah. And it's my favorite genre. Scare movies are my yeah, favorite. too. I like my favorite, favorite, favorite is honestly uh, – comedy horror yeah like horror comedy I, I appreciate horror uh, comedy fucking scream queens it's like did you watch um the fuck i just watched it recently and it was about um well the knives out i the watched that was that was good. pretty good yeah. but the one about the wife that married into the game family they they play game they own a game like dynasty like probably something similar like monopoly or whatever and then she gets married and then has to play the game and she survives the night. I don't know. It was, no. it was, but it was very, very well done. I think it's on Hulu right now. Well done. Ooh, same do you thing. you know what it's called? Uh, I'll find it that right after. Like it, was, it just came out the last year or two. Or maybe it's on Amazon Prime. But it's on one of them for sure. Um, but I like, I do like, I do like the like horror comedy thing. I think yeah. that's really fun. I yeah. like campy. See, I like that old... might be one place where we can converge. Yeah. You know? But for just straight up scary movies voices don't sit with me i don't know what it is and then like i think hereditary scared me that was a good movie i thought that was a mm-hmm. really creepy movie um midsummer was fucked I haven't seen that it one. was fucked it's i mean anything a24 does i'm obsessed with i yeah. that, that's my favorite film company i ate florida project still still haunts me to this day the most beautiful movie ever. i still haven't watched that one uh, yet that, either it's in project, my queue though it I don't know why, but I don't think I've ever thought more about a movie than this floor project. It just sat with me so much. But um, but they Midsummer, so good, and um, I don't know. I just like that. Like, I guess the psychological. I love psychological creepy, but I also need some good jump scares in there to sort of balance it out a little bit. I mean, if it's just psychological creepy, yeah, I like just, just psychological. Yeah, jump scare just I don't I don't know why. I just don't and I don't I cannot do gross. Like, See, for me, the jump scare, there's a little bit of a release there. So yeah. there's the tension builds, builds, builds and then you've got like that moment of like, "Oh my god." And then you're yeah. like laughing at yourself. Yes, so you've yes. got that little bit of a release of tension of like, "Oh, yeah. that's so funny. I'm so silly. I just can't believe it's such a cat." <laughs> so, yeah, that's I mean, and gore, uh, like the Saw movies and stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I've watched them all with my nieces and nephews, and they're interesting. But like, also, ooh, another good scary movie that um two that I recommend that are both alien based, which I normally is not my genre, but Fourth Time, I thought was so good. Okay. Um, it's it's Mila Jovovich, which is kind of random actress, but she's. Like I don't know, she plays this. Uh, she's kind of weirdly randomly in everything. Yeah, so she plays this. It's 
supposed to be based on a true story, but it's all about Gnome Alaska and how Gnome has had. <gasps> oh wait a minute, I have seen. Yeah, that it's one. good though. It's a solid fucking scary movie. How Gnome has had all those like disappearances. I felt like that one was a little disappointing for me. Oh, I loved it, and I thought it was like I really enjoyed parts of it, but. I felt like that one was a little bit disappointing Oof, for me. I, I still to this day yeah. I love that movie. And the signs. And you know what? Part of I it, like the honestly, signs too. listen. Part of it was the fact that half the time she's outside without a coat on and it's winter, and I'm just like, what the fuck? You're cold. Oh, I do like Alaska. Sorry, that was random. Well, but let's, let's. How about we get to cancel cancel culture? culture. Let's get into we can, it because we, we talk about Alaska forever. We are going to talk about horror podcasts or horror stuff coming up though you gotta horror stay movies. stay tuned for our October. October you know we're gonna like do you know we're gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Halloween it's coming up Sorry. Don't look at me. Stop. Look somewhere else. Nicole? Yeah. You're canceled. I know. I should be. You should. I mean, honestly. We all should be. You are problematic. Uh, you are so problematic. Take that back. I'm in that every back. single possible Listen, way. I have been. And that's what we're talking about this week. Because it's more important now than ever to understand, you know, that we are we are problematic. And oftentimes, you know, we have to look at ourselves and... Look at the world and we what I really want to talk about is normalizing growth and change yes, and Yes, evolution. Us being problematic and all together talking about cancel culture. Cancel culture. Cancel. Um what do you know? What do you think about cancel culture when you, when I just say it immediately? Well, to me, cancel culture is just sort of this vague way of saying uh so and so fucked up. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to pay attention to them anymore other than to, uh, you know, drag them. Yeah. And uh, we're not going to give them money. We're not going to, you know. Boycott. Boycott yeah, a person. Yeah, we're going to boycott sure. a yep. person. Exactly. What What do you mean by cancel culture? Well, I think that it can come from a different, a couple different positions here. Number one, um, I think cancel culture is, an, is, is a way to kind of address these, these feelings that you know, people have with certain people in society that have been um, lifted to positions of power, let's say celebrity or something, and they say things that are not okay, that are actually problematic. I'm not problematic. I mean, I could be no, problematic, you're, but I'm not you're, problematic. you're problematic, but no, I'm not problematic. you're problematic in the way of you're a human being still in development, so you are going to fuck up. I am a full-ass adult. You think you're, I'm in development? <laughs> you mean you're not? I thought you were an embryo. Anyway, I'm not okay. So I've been probably so you're a we'll full grown ass adult, and we can no, no longer abort you. I, I if you could do it, <laughs> but uh, another conversation. Now, no, I don't really think that you're probably. I know. Well, I mean, I have been, and that we'll get into that. Well, we'll and so into, have I. Sure. I mean, yeah. I think that I think that we are all problematic yes. in a lot of different ways, in a lot of different times in our lives. Doesn't mean we need to stay stuck there. No. So that's what I want to talk about today. So, yeah, I think cancel culture is, in some ways, it gives um, just regular, normal, everyday people the opportunity to, you know, be heard as far as, like, so let's say, let's take, for example, a celebrity, a comedian that's canceled because of, you know, derogatory. Like Louis C.K. Yes. 
it it's finally to say like to speak up on a, a platform and i feel like twitter twitter is a really big um you know a source of cancel culture that's where a lot of it comes from i mean it definitely leaks into other social media platforms but twitter is kind of the main right one. and that's kind of where cancel culture originated yes, and yes. if you want to hear about the origination of cancel culture uh check out the daily podcast on cancel culture because so we're good. not gonna yep. get into it um but i mean it, it it did start in like black twitter they talk a lot about how that was a good way to actually be heard into okay we are gonna get into it well i mean we don't have to get <laughs> all the way into it but i'm saying that it, it seemed to kind of stem from there where, you know, maybe these voices, you know, in, in Black Twitter, these voices weren't, like, heard loudly. And this is the actual way to, like, make yourself heard, you know? Getting getting together with a bunch of people and talking about canceling somebody because they're doing something that's kind of fucked up. It was an, it, it's an opportunity to make some sort of change. Whether it takes or not, at least you get somebody's name trending with what they did, you know, like it just was kind of an opportunity for that. So in, in some ways, yeah, I think cancel culture was really proving to be kind of an important, you know, plight with this one community and this kind of certain thing, but it's really grown so much mm -hmm. and now it's just so messy and it's so it's overused and it's insane. I don't know that well, I think it's sort of like my, my feeling about it is like this. It's sort of like what we white people do with everything black people do. Mm -hmm. We take it over and ruin it. Mm -hmm. We appropriate it and 1000%, you know? One I mean, yes. And so where there might have been humor and the opportunity for change before now it's just sort of like shutting people down. Yes. And I mean then at the point I get, I, I understand. I understand cancel culture fundamentally i get like okay your voice isn't heard this is a way to actually be heard even on like a a micro level you know just at least to be like that person's canceled you know and maybe this gets a retweet or not or something at least there's a conversation being had and it's usually calling out things that are, are worthy of a conversation um that being said what what happens then and now what happens that everybody's kind of grabbed like holding on to cancel culture and right. like i mean for example we canceled miley cyrus last december yes we did and but then we uncanceled her yes remember? we did because she evolved so from there right i mean so because yes. and we actually had that conversation if you'll recall when 100 yeah so yeah. i mean evolution needs to be able to happen with people and maybe that's sort of what's missing from cancel culture yeah well i mean that's the thing is and it also depends on who's being canceled and how much you want to accept their them being evolved. So that's a big thing too. So let's say like Louis C.K. So we talk about okay. him. Uh, like he, uh, you know, do you care about him? No. Exactly. So he's canceled and he said gross things and he like did a bunch of gross things. Right. And, and then he, he apologized, right? Yes. So, but, but why do you think that people are still struggling to forgive him or allow him to evolve okay so that's it's a it's a good question because are they first of all i mean so when he he went out of the you know he left the public eye for a while he came back as a comedian and he sold out a ton of shows so cancel culture also does this other thing that makes it kind of and this this i think stems from 4chan and all these like really weird and silly kind of like chat rooms where people feel victimized by cancel culture and so they rally around people who have been canceled so right. like louis ck which is interesting considering 
Um, I don't, I don't know Luis Gay, and I don't know his position, but I don't, I, maybe he wants this fan base. I can't imagine I can he would want. I um, I doubt it. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a pretty liberal thinking comedian. Yeah. Um, I, I think that you're right. I think that maybe his audience has now shifted and that might be in some ways, the way he's going to gear his material now. Um, but I think the reason that most of us who just said, fuck you, dude, whatever, after his apology was because his apology wasn't a real apology. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's another thing too. It's re- so I think about this a lot. I mean, there was I'm, no I'm, self-reflection. There was no real evolution. There was a lot of victim blaming in his mm-hmm. apology and and making excuses. I yeah. think that's sort of the thing as opposed to real ownership and responsibility. Yes. Which is, I mean, listen, listen, that's a hard thing to do too. And I'm not like saying like, oh, the perpetrator gets to be the victim here. But I mean, ap- apologizing to a, to the people in front of people it's always going to be criticized for the most part. And I haven't heard like that many solid apologies. Like, do you remember um, years ago, there was a situation with Ani DeFranco and we've talked about her a lot. Uh And I mean, she, are you talking about the plantation? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, when you think of Ani overall, I mean, feminism, her movement, righteous babe records, all of it. But there was this, this thing that happened with her where she, um, who said she was like glorifying. She was, she was going to be having like songwriting workshops at a, yeah. And it was going to be held at a plantation. At a plantation that had a really, really gross history. Like that's the thing with these plantations. Like it sounds beautiful. And then you think of the South and it's these beautiful places, but they have this like really disgusting history. I think it depends on who you are when you think about plantations in terms of history. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, for a lot of white Americans, there is that romanticized notion of the South and plantations where, you know, you've got these billowing willow trees and these, you know, beautiful lands and beautiful homes and everything's beautiful. But I think that if you're probably a black person thinking about plantations in history, it's probably a really different image. Yeah, But I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just kind of noting that in my head because I hear all of that. Well, I I hear when I hear when I think plantation now, um, I definitely think the the latter, the latter. I think the I think the bad one, <laughs> the latter. Yes. Okay. I get that fucked up. I was like the former or the latter. Um, but so even like like Sweet Home Alabama, super charming movie, and Reese Witherspoon is amazing. She's an ally to a lot of people. I think she does great. This is another situation where somebody can grow out of something. But she, you know, in that movie that was so great, blah blah blah. They talked all about their wedding it was supposed to be at this plantation. They just threw that word around. So and to, right. but to me, the whole time I'm thinking like, ugh, ugh plantation doesn't sit right. well with me. So Ani DeFranco though, was yeah, so hold the she, songwriting conference or whatever the hell yes, it was. Yes, and then she was called, you know, called out about it and yeah i mean i get that and then she issued an apology and i i don't remember the specifics of the apology but i do remember being at fest and we were there was some kind of workshop i was at when they were talking about the apology and every single person was like it's not good enough it's not good enough it's not good and i'm thinking like anita franco is like i yeah that was a pretty bad thing but she overall i mean her message has always been Mm -hmm. fairly you know like 
opposite of what you would think. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to reread her apology again, but it's also hard to apologize when people are like kind of looking for right. the holes in that apology. And it's really easy to find those. And you know what? Most of the time, yeah, they deserve it because there's such a, like an intense history around this stuff. And I'm not the person who gets to say if it's offensive or not. Right. Well, I think there's value in, okay. So when I was doing activism work uh, on a more formal basis, right? Sure. At a lot of these conferences, there was a discussion about calling people out versus calling people in. Ooh, right. I and like so, that. so one of the, like, the whole thing was sort of, you know, don't call people out in a workshop and, and calling people out is sort of what we're talking about here with cancel culture. You're calling somebody out. You're saying you fucked up and this is why you fucked up. And this is how woke I am to point out that you fucked up. Right. And there's probably nothing that you can do to fix this. Yeah. Whereas calling somebody in is more about like, Hey, you fucked up and this is how you fucked up and this is how you can make it better. And then, you know, to offer that person sort of that solution to to help make them better, a better ally, a better activist, a better advocate, whatever, um, as opposed to humiliation and mm -hmm. shame and embarrassment. Right. And and that's kind of I feel like what we're talking about in the sense of like there is a lot of calling people out. There is a lot of. I mean, it's really easy to drop a tweet when somebody words something awkwardly or incorrectly. And and it's easy when you're in public to say things in a way that you don't necessarily mean for it to sound, but it sounds that way, right? Like yeah. your intention can get like messed up in the way other people are interpreting what you're saying, you know? Yeah. So calling somebody out versus calling somebody in can have a really major impact on the way they respond to that sort of situation and whether or not they choose to evolve or they choose to double down. Yeah. Does that and make I sense? Mean, it does. And I mean, mm -hmm. just to clarify, um, I'm not going to pretend that, or we're not going to pretend that we're like the, the gatekeepers of, you know, this whole like cancel culture, especially when it oh, comes God, to people no. like to black people or to people like that have really been, the victims of these kind of like uh, statements or whatever, because yeah, it's not our place to forgive or forget or exactly. to say, but um, I guess what I wanted to talk about is like what, what, um, what cancel culture, I don't know what it does, what it doesn't do. And yeah, I guess it, it is, it is kind of, it's important because it is, it gives a voice to the voiceless at, at times, mm -hmm. you know, it's one way, like, obviously a person who's just a, you know, regular old whatever isn't, as far as like, let's say a famous celebrity who says something fucked up or whatever, for the most part, right, you can't do much about it, you know, you're not in the industry, you can't really affect them, but cancel culture gives you that mm -hmm. opportunity right. to say like, hey, but also that being said, it's it's totally abused and it's often abused by white people. Right. You know, it's not even a, like, again, if it was a black person or, a, you know, any person of color that's talking about like, hey, this is why I'm upset. Absolutely. Their voice should be heard in this. And they're the ones who get to choose to forgive or not. Right. But I, it's white people that are like, 
you know, oftentimes. Yeah. It's, it's like the opposite of the oppression Olympics. It's like, you know, do you know what I mean by that? I know what oppression Olympics. Okay. Yeah. So So I was on the face, on the, you were on the committee. I was on the festival forums where I learned a lot about oppression Oppression Olympics Olympics. because everybody was. So it's sort of like the opposite of the oppression Olympics. You know what I'm saying? In that way of like white, the way white people, it's almost like a, uh, white savior Olympics. Oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like the, I'm going to show everybody right now what a good ally I am to people of color by pointing out this thing and dragging you for it because I'm so much more woke than you. Yeah. Well, so, okay. As every single week, I, everything, when I always go back to TikTok only because that's the only social media I really use. TikTok. I love it because I like the videos and it's just interesting. But also, they're so – cancel culture is next level there. And it is on Twitter too, but I don't use Twitter that often. Uh-huh. I just don't. I use TikTok. Um, Facebook is for family or like yeah. memes. Yeah. Instagram is just pictures. I don't do anything like anything yeah. on Instagram. Same. But TikTok is like where I kind of, I don't know, gauge Express all that. Express yourself. There is so – every single video by somebody, not every single, but f- so often – there will be a video and it'll be somebody. The biggest thing now, the biggest thing now, right now in cancel culture with what like younger people are referring to is people who say the N word. Mm-hmm. And so there's these like influencers that are always white. They're young, white, wealthy influencers. And they have like in a song, you know, like been, you put a Snapchat up of like you singing a song and said the N word or something. And then the whole page below any video they post is like, you did this, you did this, you did this. And yeah, and I get the importance behind it, but that it just, it serves the wrong purpose. And it's always like young fucking white people, like young white kids who are saying it. And they're just saying it to say it. Now I get, like, that's good that they're like learning that it's not okay to say these words, you know? And I see it with like, with gay people too, like the F word, you said the F word, you know, but there's also this like weird I, policing of things that doesn't, it doesn't seem, the people who are saying it, I don't feel like they're coming from um, an honest place. I feel like it's just a way to cancel people for cancel say, you know, just to be part of it. I like, I don't see any kind of well, conversation. It's, it's, it's almost, it's performative. It's performative 100%. allyship, 100%. right? It's, yes. It's showing people. I'm a good ally. I can point this stuff out mm-hmm. without having any real substance behind uh, what you're doing in order to change this person's yeah beliefs it's, or the way they are or to change anything for that matter. It's just more like, hey, I'm I'm more woke than yeah. You. And I mean, most of, like to be fair, a lot of the people are doing this are like 13, so I should you know they're kids. <laughs> but it'll be like you said the M word, and then like 150 different emojis. So it's kind of like, it's, it's almost turned ridiculous at this point where it's like, uh, this isn't even like harboring any kind of real conversation around why, why you shouldn't do this. Like it's, it's not about being problematic. It's not about them actually caring that they said anything. It's about them like kind of like trying to 
create a new online persona that shows that they, you know, it's not even, a, there's no care. You can tell it mm-hmm. is completely performative. There's no caring. Involved. Yeah. There's it's no just, substance. It's I mean, just... and these, most of them are kids. So what I don't, you know, but it's so, <laughs> it's so ridiculous because it's like, and so, well, but I, I think that that can also go for adults as well yeah. in terms of cancel culture. I mean, a lot of times what I see on Twitter or whatever is like a call out for call out sake and there's no real substance behind it now i mean in part that's what twitter's for you know is to just kind of call people out and on their shit and scream into the void and you know get your shit out there you know what i mean without any kind of real substance behind anything you know so i mean in a way that's kind of par for the course but at the same time it's the same with adults yeah yeah it's and that's the thing it's you know social media is and when you call somebody out, it just creates more of a division in the sense that most people just tend to double down on what they're saying, right? I mean, even if they don't necessarily believe in what they're saying, they're going to double down on it yes. because they don't believe that they have ill intent yes. or they don't have bad feelings about so-and-so or the so and such and such or whatever it is that's, that they're that's talking about. kind of one of the fundamental problems of cancel culture is that nobody learns from it. No. There's nobody, nobody's learning from it. No. Nobody, like this is the, okay, so what I wanted to talk about tonight is how important it is to normalize growth. Like, yeah, yes. you've done something stupid in the past. You've said something stupid, but you're learning and you're changing and that behavior is noted. And first of all, nobody is doing that because there's no option. There's no dialogue. And it's like, I mean, okay, obviously there are some people like Harvey Weinstein, motherfckers right. cancel forever that's not gonna get you're not gonna grow out of that <laughs> no you don't grow you know, out of being Lucy a rapist Kate, <laughs> um i almost said tom haverford but uh what is the fuck is it from parks and rec um oh uh aziz ansari yes so he had an interesting situation yeah. come up a couple years ago and it was kind of a gross thing that he did now it's somewhere in between what harvey Weinstein did you know it's yeah, it, you know, it was yes. kind of, it was just like, eh, like annoying and kind of gross and yeah. grody and I'm not into it. And he stepped out of the spotlight for a long time. And, you know, I, some of his stuff, you know, he talked about it and kind of changed and, and it, like, listen, we are fallible. We're all humans. We, now we don't make mistakes to that extent all the time, but sometimes we make bad mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like when I apparently dressed as a geisha, for a oh. Halloween party. Like, first of all, can I just say real quick? Um, so my ex-girlfriend told we were talking about things and she told me that. And I'm like, wait, what? I mean, <laughs> I remember that, that I, got, I, I did know, that. I, I, just, I mean, I'm sure like there's no excuses here, but it was a long time ago and we we're probably drinking. But like, and I'm not saying that that's because I would do something like that when I was younger. I would make poor choices. I definitely am not like where I'm at now. I was not there when I was younger. Like I didn't think this way. I didn't listen. I have had a lot of evolution in terms of cultural appropriation, which is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Cultural appropriation. Right. So (laughs) I've had a lot of evolution with that myself. And like there, there have definitely been incidents in my past where I've, you know, for example, for Amy's 30th birthday, I threw a Mexican fiesta and everybody dressed up as Mexican gangsters, (laughs) except for a couple people who were respectful. See, this is what I'm saying. Not even just just Mexican gangsters? Just Mexican gangsters because it it was the low hanging fruit and it was super fucking racist. And I'm super embarrassed about that. But it, it happened. And at the time, 
I had no ill intent, right? When creating this party, yeah. like, my thought was, I just want to have like fun decorations and fun costumes and blah, blah, blah. Right. Meanwhile, what I'm doing is making somebody else's culture a costume party, yeah, which is super disrespectful. And I get that now. I didn't understand that then. Right. But I do now mm -hmm. and I'm embarrassed about it, but I can't take it back. And I don't like admitting to it, but it happened. Yeah. And it's important to admit to because there, there has to be room for change. There has to be, it just doesn't work any other way. We've Absolutely. all, I mean, first of all, you and I are older as yes. far as like, when we're talking about things like social media and stuff, we're not Gen Z. We're not Gen Z kids come out. <laughs> Honey, of the, we're not even millennials. <laughs> they come out of the fucking womb ready to like, not make mistakes in that way. I, you know, we didn't, we, and I, again, this sounds like an excuse, but it's just realistic. It was the nineties, the two thousands. Yeah. I made some dumbass choices. Absolutely. I apparently addressed as a geisha. I know, I know just by the way I thought, I'm sure I said things that were offensive. Um, and anybody who's listening to this and knows me definitely knows that I said things that were <laughs> offensive. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah, like, and it's not funny and I'm not trying to trivialize it, but what I am trying to say is that um, yeah, it, it is a process and I'm not, I'm ashamed of those things. And I apologize. I think it was a really grody thing to do, but it never even crossed my mind then. And I'm so glad that it does now. I want to hold yeah. myself accountable. You know, um, that's why I want to talk about that today. So I, I think that's a big part of, you know, getting into this. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad we talked about it, though. I'm glad we talked about this. I agree. I think it's important to hold ourselves accountable. Yes. And I also, I think it's important to say these things out loud in front of our listeners and in front of people. Yeah. Because we are, we are people who are trying to be better and do better. Yes. Right? And, and we fuck up. And we are problematic and we have to, as a culture, as a society, like leave room for that. Now, certainly I think I am a big fan of this, of the idea of cancel culture in the sense of we, we vote with our dollars. We vote with our uh, likes and our, and our comments and our retweets and our, yeah, re I like TikToks that. or whatever it is. You re know, I mean, re I don't know oh what it's called. Resharing. I don't know what the fuck it's called. She just said re-TikToks, but okay, go ahead. Or <laughs> re-TikTok. <laughs> I'm so old. You really are. Oh. Um, but I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, we all participate in this culture and sometimes it feels really good to just say, okay, you're canceled, blah, 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 and be done with somebody. And sometimes that's warranted, you know, like I, th I think it is warranted to say, oh, such and such brand, you know, you're promoting these ideals of hate and I don't want to buy your product anymore yeah. or use your services anymore because what you're doing is disenfranchising a lot of people with the power that you have. Yeah. And I think that's powerful. And I think that's something that's worthwhile. And that's, that's where our voices can be heard. And so I think in that aspect, it can be valuable. I think where it becomes problematic is where there's two, two places where one, it doesn't leave room for evolution. And two, when we start targeting people who are not public figures, Right. So, okay. This is what I'm saying. Okay. So for example, 
Today, uh, mother-in-law's upstairs, as we are all aware. Uh, she was watching Wendy Williams. And I came downstairs at some point when she was watching the show. And she, she was talking about uh, Lizzo calling out a delivery driver on her Instagram or somewhere, wherever. Sure. She called some delivery driver out for stealing her food. And Lizzo's fans came for this Okay, that's woman. what I wanted to talk about, too. Right? Yes. Like, and to, to the point where this woman is getting death threats. That's, and, and doxing. And doxing. Fucking and doxing for, people, like, yeah. And it's insanity. I mean, she is not a public figure. She's a fucking regular person trying to earn her fucking yeah. money and, and make a living and live her life, you know? I, I work for a company that um, – I'm a sales manager for a company that has – Delivery drivers. It's a pretty big company, and that's our sole business is delivery drivers from food. I will say 99.9% .9 of the time, if there's a problem, it's nothing to do with the driver. The driver's responsibility is going to the restaurant, picking up food. Not No, drivers don't always know, like, a restaurant's food, what they have. I mean, they give you things. Like, let's say you just – if they give you one bag, you take one bag. First of all, these are mostly kids. They're mm -hmm. not thinking too much about it. They take the food. They drop it off. Now, there's so many things that can happen in the way. Like, I had a driver before that went to an apartment complex to drop off a bunch of food, and another man stopped him and – um, like kind of flagged him down on the way. And the kid was like, Oh, is this you? Are you waiting for food? And the guy said, yeah. And who knows what the conversation was supposed to be, but he gave him the food. And then the guy, other guy who was actually waiting for the food was around the corner. Yeah. Now that kid could lose his job because it's technically not delivered. And it's just, so, I mean, yes, that kind of shit is like, so when we are cancel culture, it needs to be appropriate. Not yeah. for things like that. Not for a situation that might like, yeah, if you say something fucked up and you say it, Especially like now, and you know, I mean, we, I feel like we've had so many conversations in the last few years. You know, like just as a as a society, like Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. You know, talking about Black Lives Matter, things that are really important. If you do and say and have these behaviors now, I understand where being canceled. You know, people might feel like valid doing that, but. Not for pe not for situations like that. Not for a job. Not for the you know. Not for things like right. So okay. So then let's talk about Karen. Like right? the Karen? Karen? Karen. The Karen. Karen Kilgariff. No, not oh that Karen. Not that Karen, but Karen. Like the oh, Karen. Being the a cultural Karen. Karen. Okay. Yes. Okay. The cultural Karen, right? Yes. Which is there is a lot of that going on right now, right? Where there's a lot of these viral videos going on. Where people are getting real life consequences for their behaviors yeah. on social media, right? Like where they are losing their jobs and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a, it's a that's a it's a tricky. I mean, do you feel like those situations are warranted, or do you feel like it's a step too far? I'm just curious. I I, I feel I have mixed feelings about mixed feelings, hundred percent. So much of it because I think in so many ways it's. Uh, cut out of time where somebody is acting abhorrently in a racist way. But that doesn't mean that that person can't evolve into something yeah. better if given the well, opportunity. Now, I think there are some people who can't evolve. I mean, like some of those videos, you're just, it's very clear that they're, that they are who yeah. they are and they're not so, going to evolve. But there are others where it's just sort of like these people have been caught doing something and 
Yeah, well, that's a problem. it's abhorrent like, and gross, but should they lose their job over it? Should they lose their entire lives over it? I here, mean, that's kind of the question. I, I mean, well, this, that's what I'm saying. So here's the thing. I don't, because it doesn't, if, I mean, you know, as far as like the company I work for, I get a, a shit ton of emails and stuff. Like we're talking about Karens and complaints and stuff. And I try to work through it. That doesn't affect me on like a whole level. Now, especially when we're talking about like situations where racism is being called out and they're talking about Karens and far, you know, as we're talking about like maybe the video that that woman posted or that man posted about her, you know, calling 911 over him being in the park and letting the, you the, know, letting, yeah, yes. The, okay. Yes. Bird, yeah, I yes. think there should be consequences was it there. The Coopers is that? Yeah, I think there should be consequences. David Cooper was his name. Is that right? She was Amy was Cooper. A while ago, because they were both, both last names. Yeah, and they had the same last name. I feel um, like that's right, and I might be wrong, but I apologize if I'm wrong. That I mean, so situations like that. I mean, and yeah, like initially, it's hard to just not sympathize with. For me, anyway, I'm I'm empathetic in the way that like anytime a person is like all of a sudden bad things start happening to him. I immediately empathize with him, but also the consequences are so different. So that man, the woman calling the police on that man, the consequences very, very, very easily could have been death for him. Mm -hmm. The consequences for her is losing her fucking job yes. and being called out. So yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that should have happened. Yeah. Now there are well, a million you know, situations to be like different than more to, you know, doxing is basically when somebody does something that should be called out and then somebody releases let's say the internet finds that person's address home information stuff like that that's when they start re receiving death threats and stuff yeah that can be really frightening and especially when it's like young people that are being doxxed yeah. like i mean do you remember a while back with um that kid who was like i don't remember exactly the context but there was an issue and there was a protest and there was like this I don't know, like 16 year old white kid that was like standing there while this Native oh, American. Oh, yeah, yeah, screaming okay. in the Native American. No, he was doxxed. He was a, yeah, Catholic. All of his information and, went and out he there. He ended up suing everybody yes, on yes, the planet. And I know, I get that. But also in that situation, like it was, there was so much that happened around it. And I feel like to me, I have nieces and nephews and stuff, and they, I love them and they can be fucking idiots. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'd be a little concerned if my nephew is 15 now who says dumbass shit because he's on the computer all day i love the kid to death and he has a good heart but he just says dumb things i'd be so afraid if he was doxxed and it was death threats and stuff yeah, yeah i mean and that's not to like apologize for it but that's just how i feel as a human like i don't know like, doxing is a weird thing yeah well i mean just death quick... threats are a weird thing cancel culture is one thing death threats are a different thing. Uh, agreed and well just a quick uh back yes to the cooper the Coopers. story interestingly though he was actually upset to find out that she had lost her job oh he was i mean first of all he's that, an amazing guy that man is a saint he's yeah. beautiful and he was brilliant agree and, and listen i do I mean think he, she should have lost her job though because the consequences were so listen i'm not disagreeing with yeah. you but I think what's interesting, though, is that the victim in the situation was just like, no, this is too much. Like, yeah. this should not have gone this far. Yeah. You know, and I think that speaks more to him as a human. Obviously, I mean, she's hugely problematic. I mean, the fact that she went to race yeah. and used that as her yeah. like, club to beat him down is fucked up and wrong. And I do hope that she learns from this. I do 
hope that that's possible because he did offer her forgiveness, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, she lost her job. And do I feel bad about that? No. no. But at the same time, it does still beg the question that like, you know, should that kind of behavior, what are the consequences for it? Yeah. Right. And are, but, but again, I mean, are those consequences too severe? I mean, cause we're talking about livelihood and I mean, like I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that, the consequences for her were fair. Yeah. And I mean, again, we're not the people that gets to decide those consequences right. because we're not, we, you know, are not the black Americans that are dealing with this shit. Exactly. So, but again, like I said, that like little douchey white kid that trusts, like that kid looked so punchable. Oh my God. So, so punchable. punchable. But also I love my nephew to death. Yeah. He kind of has. He's a little that punchable. Punchable, like look, he just, he's he's that kid. But he's I an know adorable little white he boy. Has a good yeah. who is confident and he's 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 smart. He's clear. He's punchable. Yes, he has that good heart. But I could also see him in a situation By not taking along, it serious, especially when you're talking about like things where it's like a protest. And you know, I mean, I don't know. So for the most part, none of my well, okay. This is a tricky subject to get into. The ones from down south, as far as Trump goes, I and mean, that's something yeah. we'll talk about later. But like him, my nephew up here, he's not going to be wearing a fucking Trump hat or mm -hmm. anything like that, you know. But I could see him also being in a dumbass situation because he ran his mouth. Yeah. And so, but then you get into doxing and death threats. First of all, fucking stop. Like, yes, it's terrible what's going on, but stop with the death threats for anybody. Like, I get it. And then the problem is, is I don't even feel like it's the people that were actually harmed that are making the death threats. It's well, it the people, is. like, the same with the protests. It's the fucking, like, weirdo-ass white dudes yeah. in the basement. They're always making death threats. Like, Listen, I often have feelings of, oh, my God, I want to teach this person a lesson so badly. Oh, my God, so badly. How much can I affect their lives yep, yep. by X, Y, or Z? It's right? so hard for me to, and it's, to skip content that I don't like. There's so much to me. Used, I, before, I used to read it or, like, anything, watch a video, anything. Any, retweet, retweet, and then retweet, 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 and then TikTok, <laughs> comments, Instagram, comments, <laughs> get so mad. But then I'm like. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah, Nobody exactly. Cares. Well, nobody's, and especially, nobody's listening. They just want to put their point. They want to get mad. Well, and especially with the retweets of this kind of stuff where people are trying to identify the person, it always ends yeah. up in misidentification. Yes. And I somebody like who is an innocent bystander who happens to look like the dumb fuckery that committed this heinous thing is the person that's actually getting ducks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it, and it's, up. it's oftentimes the parents, but sometimes it's not the parents. Sometimes there are situations like, I mean, I don't want to have sympathy for school shooters or anything like that. But then you get to the moms and then are just like, the fuck did this happen? Like, I thought he was a good kid. You know, I thought, and you just think like this whole world is so convoluted and complex and it's so intense and there's so much pressure, especially young people mm. from everywhere. And I mean, and then you, you know, you get into people of color, you know, black and brown people that the pressures are so different. It's so much more intense. I don't, every single person is capable of being slightly fucking insane right yes. now. That's just how the world works. But yeah. doxing is a dangerous thing. And I mean, justice, you know, is is a very tricky subject. And I Well, and I, I feel like justice can be subjective in the sense that what 
I think is just for, let's just say Donald Trump <laughs> to experience. What I think is justice is not necessarily what, oh, I don't know, Mark Meadows thinks is justice for Donald okay. Trump. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what I think of as justice for this person is not necessarily actual justice. Exactly. It is completely subjective. So it's interesting that you brought that up. So let's talk about Trump for a second in the way that. I mean, he's definitely. Do you, do you, okay. And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Okay. It's kind of a personal question. Kind okay. of weird to ask on air, but do you wish him harm? I do. You do? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I fantasize about it. Yeah. I absolutely do. Is this I have illegal, fantasies. I don't, I don't, it, it, we're talking fantasies. I'm not going to do any of this okay. stuff, but <laughs> like, I actually have fantasies about him getting like kidnapped while he's potentially south of the border Yeah, and having to escape his captors and try to come across the border without a passport. And because he'd be rejected, he'd have to try to climb the wall. Okay. That's my fantasy. I like that. Um, so I sit with this all I mean, the time because I, I, I hate Trump in a way that I part of hate few people. But I also then, I, I don't care about a lot of him or his family, but like, death threats just never affect the person they're supposed to affect. It's supposed to be the whole other thing. And I don't know, as far as his wife goes, I don't know what I feel about her. I don't know the situation. Mm -hmm. I don't know how deep she's in it and for what reasons but i do know i know baron his son mm. i honestly feel like that kid is fucking miserable and i honestly feel like he has roblox he has all these video things i think he's just probably wanting to get the fuck out of there like um kellyanne conway's daughter mm -hmm. i so i follow her on tiktok and she's mm. one of my favorite people she actually has a response to like all my comments but she's like yeah this is so fucking bad she's trying to like emancipate herself there's all these things so like it's nuts what's happening there yes and so i mean but follow her on tiktok because it's it's i want to say her well she's her stepping away like, from i know but she also so. says that all the time and oh, she's still on she? there okay. it's like date jersey girl or something but she's so funny <laughs> And she so calls all of it out. I know. Like, and she makes all really funny videos. But also, I just feel like once you start getting into... So let's say, like, the right is so upset about her that she's been doxxed a few times where they know her information, where she lives and stuff. And then it gets scary. And so it's just like, God, fucking doxing, I feel like overall, no. Just yeah. no. There's no... There is no good reason no matter what even though it's bad just because it's a slippery slope and then the people that maybe it's they didn't do something as bad or yeah. maybe they didn't do something that i disagree with maybe they did something i agree with but they're still getting doxxed yeah. i feel like doxxing is like no yeah. cancel culture is eh, maybe but doxxing I, is no i agree with you i think doxxing is crossing a line whereas cancel culture is walking a line and i mm -hmm. think sometimes cancel culture is appropriate and sometimes it's a little over the top yeah. and it's and and by that i just mean you know like sometimes it is appropriate like i said earlier to you know say mm, nope you're nope, canceled yeah. i'm done with you i'm so, not going to watch your movies buy your books watch you on tv yeah. whatever the fuck it is right and especially the people that it's actually affecting Absolutely. like again we're like if you have power and you use that power to limit my power i feel like or to limit my equality or to limit my personhood or whatever i feel like it is a hundred percent fair to cancel you, boom. Yeah, I like that. But if you are somebody who is, 
Well, I do think age does play a factor. Like, I feel like, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I know myself and I know I can think of like the, the step, like the way that I progress, how I age. And I feel like I'm pretty liberal. And I always wanted to try to do the best, but I also know myself at 15 and 16. Yeah. And I was a fucking douchebag. And yeah. I said douchey things because sure. I was 15 and 16. Okay. I do think, I think like once you I become an adult, saying. but I feel like 15, 16, this is the worst time for humans to really have any kind of microscope on them because there, it's just so much anger and confusion. And oh, your 100% brain's like, yeah. agree. Listen, so, your brain is not fully formed mm, until you're fucking 25. So like, let's just like, you're just, yeah, still it's trying a to teenager. figure yourself out as a, yeah. a fucking youth. I said adult, so many whatever. bad words, like words that I would never use now Absolutely. as a teenager. So no, I don't think I don't think cancel culture should work for kids. I think when you become a certain age, there's accountability, but there has well, to be I, room for growth because you won't grow. I st- I think that kids should still be held accountable. They should be, but you can't be canceled but as a to kid. a level yeah. of appropriateness with they, age. Right? How can you grow? Like right. you well, have to. There has to be. Room and there, for growth. I mean, okay. And I'm but also, I think also there has to be room for growth with adults, and yeah, that's yes. sort of the other thing. It's like, you know, like going back to the Ani DeFranco thing, and maybe this isn't the best uh, example, but. I mean, she is somebody who, by all accounts, otherwise, one could consider her a good ally. Yeah, I think to so. people of color, right? And so, by calling her in as opposed to calling her out, you can have start that dialogue and hold her accountable for the bad choices that she's made in this situation, and you know, and give her room to grow, right? And if that growth doesn't happen then certainly cancel culture can come back into play in that situation. Right. But if that growth does happen, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like in general, like I think with cancel culture, there just needs to be able to be room for growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, again, like I said, I don't think we get to decide that. No, I think that we do in certain circumstances for sure. You know, I mean like because cancel culture supersedes race. Right. I mean, it has to do with, uh, all different kinds of social issues. I mean, yeah. you can be canceled for being, you know, anti-gay or anti-trans. Yeah, or definitely. All, all, all no. But I feel like in the, as far as like, like Ani goes, I mean, I don't know because the plantation, it doesn't affect me as much. So I feel like that's, I don't get to decide it, even though, because overall I kind of think. Like, I hear I, what you're saying. Yeah. I, don't, I agree. I don't feel like she, I feel like she, has always tried, but also I'm not on the receiving end of the, the hurt. Agreed. And so, like I said, it might have been a bad example, but no, I mean, no, it's, I was it's just, just trying to use it as an example of, yeah. of, you know, allowing somebody room for growth. Yeah. That's all. I mean, same with like Louis C.K. I, I mean, I did, okay. I did like him on Parks and Rec. Because <laughs> I love Parks and Rec. He wasn't on Parks and Rec. Yeah, he absolutely was. He was Leslie's date for like, remember, he's the cop. Ooh, and then we got oh, cops. Oh, I don't remember this. ACAB. Oh Ooh. my god, it's been yeah. a long time. Yeah, so he was the cop. He dated Leslie for a while, then he moved to San Diego. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I like the things that he, but also I was never in a situation where he was jerking off in front of me. Right. So I don't know. Do I get? I don't get to forgive him. Right. That's the importance with culture. Can't cancel culture <laughs> is that I'm not. I'm okay with, like, I'm not the one, you know, we're not the ones who get to, like, forgive these people. But the culture itself is just, the only reason I would suggest otherwise is because then it 
it stigmatizes any kind of like growth. It's very easy to just be like, I'm canceled. So fuck it. Mm -hmm. Even though it shouldn't be like that. Or to double down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like at this point now, we, you know, why not make the world better and make more allies? Again, another thing that's totally trite, but like, it's easy to be like, well, fuck you and fuck that and fuck him and fuck this. And, you know, especially when it comes to like white straight dudes. Oh my God. Uh. But then also, like... Girl, like, listen, that is the one class of people that I am seriously... Canceled. Against. <laughs> They're canceled. <laughs> They're so canceled. But, like, I don't know, it's so confusing. And, I mean, all anything that goes against, like, people of color, I'm not the judge or jury on that. You Agreed, yes. get to decide if you what you want to do. A hundred We're talking about this. And I, you know what? I may have opinions on things, but I am absolutely open to learning about those things. And that's, For sure. that's sort of the thing I feel like that we need to open up in terms of cancel culture is that, yeah. is the, you know, the people who are willing to learn and listen versus the people who are just like, fuck you, whatever. I'm just going to be a dick about it and continue to yeah. be a dick And I mean, I think it. like having a platform like we do, it's nice to talk about this because then it kind of opens up that dialogue. Well, it's sort of like Lynn Manuel Miranda, right? In that when uh, uh, he is being torn apart so hard right now. Right. Well, I'm just saying. It's no, like, just because he's kind of a dork. Uh, well, I mean, but <laughs> when it, uh, oh God, what's the show? Hamilton? Hamilton. Yeah. Oh God, okay. I cannot remember. What's for the, the show? It's driving me crazy. <laughs> Yes, yes. So when Hamilton, Hamilton yes. went first onto, you know, Disney Plus or whatever, and people were seeing it for the first time. I mean, there was a lot of backlash, right? And instead of him saying, eh, I don't give a fuck what y'all have to say, he said, I'm open. And yeah, criticism is fair. And I want to listen and I want to hear it. And I think that's the difference. Like, if you are a person who is going to listen and welcome the criticism and 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 take it in and make yourself a better person from it, then you don't deserve to be canceled. But if you're going to do the opposite of what he did, which is say, fuck it and whatever, and this is this is how I am or this yeah. is what I said or sorry, you're too or fucking not sensitive anything, or not anything. Because he already made a trillion then dollars. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm that's kind of where I'm coming out right no. now. No. And I mean, it's amazing. To, we were talking earlier um from then till now and it's only been a few years, but 2015, 2016 is a different fucking time. Right? I'm so thankful that we're in this time now it because is. we're talking about it. Well, and I think that's another thing that's valid to say is historical context does matter. I mean, it's not an excuse for behavior. But it matters when we're looking at the way people are looking at things, yeah. right? I mean, like, you have to put yourself in terms of the culture at that time in order to understand whether or not such and such was offensive then, Yeah. right? And if it wasn't then, doesn't mean it isn't now. Doesn't mean it wasn't then either. It just means it wasn't something that we considered as a society yeah. yet. And intention. You know? and I think intention too, yeah. For sure. I just think I, that we need to have those spaces for fuck-ups. Fucking we're all fuck-ups. Fuck ups. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I want to be better, and I want to do better. Well, and I think about it all the time. But I also know that I've fucked up in the past. Same. And I'm embarrassed and ashamed, and I apologize, but, like, I want to be better. And it's not anybody's 
like nobody has to teach me. It's not their, you know, it's not. No, they, it's my job to educate my job myself. To, yeah, and I'm trying to. And I'm working on that. That's exactly. What, the whole point of this conversation is like kind of working on it. Yeah. So don't yeah. cancel us because we're working on it. We're working on it. If you do cancel it, I mean, I get it, I guess, but don't. Mm, if you do, then. Just don't. That's your choice. Just don't. But don't. Because we have crushes and. Let's get to this. Our crushes. crushes are fucking awesome. Right? Yay! Let's go, Nicole. Step it up. Get on board. We're going to do crushes. Crush. 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 Who's your crush? crush, crush you have a crush? crush? I have a crush. Tell me about your crush. My crush this week is Amos Rozier. Classic. She's my classic crush. Is she going to be your crush every birthday week? week? Oh, happy birthday, happy Amos. Happy birthday, Amos. I love you so much. You're my... Me too. Ride or die. You're my fucking everything. I hate the ride or die Same. thing, but I did it. And did I it. can't take it back. That's for and her birthday. You gave her that for So your it's your birthday, and I love you. And you're amazing, and I thank you for your support every week in helping us to record this. So thank you Excellent. for being a badass bitch. I love it. My crush this week is Lizzo. Lizzo. Yes. So we talked about cancel culture on cancel culture. Listen, doxing is not cool. It wasn't her. It was her fans. Right. And I don't think Lizzo would stand for that. And otherwise, she's just awesome. Her music's awesome. She's super hot. And she's vegan. And empowering as and fuck. And empowering as fuck. Yes. And um, I went vegan a while, long time ago. No, not a long time ago. A while back. And we've been kind of on this journey together. She doesn't know we're on it together. But I know we're on it together. <laughs> You're like living parallel lives. So, and well, she I, doesn't even know yeah. how famous you are yet. We're dating. She doesn't know, though. Well, that's fine. Um, but no, Lizzo is awesome. And she, like I said, she's very beautiful and whatever. So not that that matters, but it does matter to me. Um, <laughs> and that way, because she's super hot and I love her and her music's fun. And there's so. nothing wrong with shallow crushes. No, I have them every week. Yep. Uh, quick question, though. Mm-hmm. If somebody wanted to get a hold of us, how would they do that? Oh, well, uh, they could reach us on Facebook at Queerdos. Okay. And what about Instagram? Do we have oh, those? On Instagram, we're uh, Queered Podcast. Excellent. But there's also another way, Nicole. Did you know this? I didn't. Tell me Yeah. So if you go into the show notes, there's a link where people can actually click on the link and call us. And leave us a message. That's dope. So, right? Ireland, I'm looking at you. I, I love you, Ireland. I love, love, love you. Please, love please, you, please. Ireland. Anybody from Ireland, all of our listeners there. And we have actually quite a few. Yes. We're pretty big. I will, you know, we have we have listenership in Ireland for sure. Leave us a message. And we're so proud of yes. that. Yes, I love that. Ireland. I love your accents, which... Hopefully you love ours because yeah. to I, you, we've got accents. Yes. But to us, you've got accents. And so maybe we will be mutually beneficial to each other by leaving each other accents. Perfect. And Ireland's just amazing, you know, and I've traveled there a lot and I love it and have had magical times and I love all of you there. So please, please, please leave us a message. And ooh, Malaysia, we see you too. Oh, Malaysia, you are so on my radar. Yes. I need you in my life a little bit more. Thank yes. you. Yes, in Australia, hit us up. Seriously. All right. Well, we need to go to the Southern Hemisphere. We're going to have to do a tour. So that would be amazing. We're going to do a tour. Oh, I, right. mm, 
Maybe someday, just not in the time of Corona. No, but when this is over, yeah. well, we have to start, you know, when things start moving in a different direction, we got to do a tour. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. All right. Um. So, yeah, stay weird. Stay Be queered. queer forever. Forever. And we will see you next week. Yes. Bye. See you next week. We love you. Bye. The straightest picture, too. <laughs>